السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسالة الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد إن the lead to Ramadan over the last so many Jumas, we've been discussing how we can plan and prepare early for the holy month of Ramadan. And we've been discussing how we can develop a self-development plan or a strategy, taking areas where we find there is room for improvement, analyze our current situation, identify the root cause or the root problem for the illness, and then we move on to the solution and then make a realistic plan and try and implement it. And we've done that with different areas over the last so many weeks. We've spoke about Salah. We spoke about money matters. Last week we spoke about our character and how we can try to be, become more sensitive, mindful and considerate towards other people. This week, inshallah, um, I'd like to speak about a particular area where again I feel and I know for myself and I think if I'm speaking on behalf of the majority, I wouldn't be wrong. There are, mashaAllah, 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 and we say this for everything, that there will be certain individuals who are, mashaAllah, blessed and who are fortunate and who have taken the initiative to excel in all of these areas. But I'm speaking about most of us. So if you don't fall into this category, my address isn't to you. It's to the rest of everybody like myself who are falling weak and falling behind in these certain areas and the particular area I want to talk about today where I think there is massive room for development and as might sound a bit strange that we're coming to the month of fasting and we're speaking about this but I think the area is fasting fasting in itself we fast in Ramadan right and that's something like we don't really have a choice. You don't really have a choice whether you want to or not. It's not something I wake up in the morning, one of the days of Ramadan, thinking I'm not going to fast today. No, like, we have to fast. It's one of the pillars. It's an obligation. We know that if we don't fast, then there'll be some serious consequences. Therefore, we don't have a choice and we fast. And Alhamdulillah, we enjoy our fast. We make the most of them and we cherish the month of Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this Ramadan, the coming Ramadan, a Ramadan of blessings, of fortune of happiness, of significant development and change in the world for the better inshallah and make it a turning point, a spiritual turning point in our lives. May Allah make it easy for us. So my discussion isn't really the fast of Ramadan I'm talking about. What I'm speaking about is when it comes to fasting, where do we stand? I'm not talking about Ramadan because in Ramadan we fast anyway. right? We perform salah in Ramadan but we perform salah out of Ramadan as well, don't we? Yeah? We give charity in Ramadan, but we give charity out of Ramadan. Okay? We recite Quran in Ramadan. I know we don't read as much out of Ramadan, but we do now and again. In terms of Hajj, for example, you've got the Hajj, but then you've got the Umrah as well. The optional Umrah, or the Sunnah Umrah, or the Mustahab Umrah, whatever you want to call it. 
So just like all of these actions, you've got the obligatory and then you've got the sunnah or the mustahab act. In terms of fasting, where do we stand? So we fast in the month of Ramadan. But besides that, do we fast? Are we a people that fast? Some people do, but I'm talking about generally. Like, do you wake up one day thinking, tomorrow I'm going to keep a fast? Yeah, sometimes maybe we keep it on the 10th of Muharram, on the day of Arafah, for example. Okay, so these are virtuous days. Uh, the 15th of Sha'ban, for example. Okay, we keep some of these days. But generally, throughout the year, I feel that we, there's a great room for development. And I think this Ramadan, if we can start this Ramadan with this in mind, that this Ramadan, I'm going to fast to fast. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah? Well, I'm going to fast to fast. So I'm going to practice this month of Ramadan of fasting so that I can continue fasting throughout the year. I'm not saying you have to fast for every single day. But it's like the whole month goes by and that thought doesn't cross our minds. Let me keep a fast today. And this is also a way of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very unique. Has its own benefits and the rewards are immense. Now when we look at the reason, let's try and look at the root cause and the problem. And let's diagnose why is it that we don't fast out of Ramadan? Why? So I, I, I've come up with a couple of things. I think, first of all, um, it's due to a misunderstanding. And that misunderstanding is in re regards to the many virtues that are regarding fasting. We generally associate them all with Ramadan. So before I came here, I did a quick study of the many, many ahadith and narrations regarding fasting. And I found that most of the ahadith and the sayings of the Prophet ﷺ regarding fasting are general and not specific about Ramadan. So you've got some that are specific to Ramadan. But the other majority of the ahadith which we generally quote, they are generally about fasting. And thus you find in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, Sahaba, Tabi'een, and our Salafus Salihin, and our pious predecessors, and the great people nowadays as well, you find that fasting is not restricted just to the holy month of Ramadan. People fast throughout the year. Because they've understood that the virtues of fasting are not limited to the holy month of Ramadan. Number one. Number two, those of us who might know the rewards of fasting, I think another problem that we have is we don't make the intention to fast. So we've got an intention to fast for Ramadan, but that's it. We've not made the intention to fast beyond that. Thus, we make the intention for Ramadan, Allah grants us accordingly. If we make an intention beyond that, Allah will grant us according to that as well. So I think these are a couple of things which I feel uh, if we can try and understand. <laughs> So first of all, let's look at some of the virtues and try and understand now that remember, you will notice the wording of this ahadith, do not mention Ramadan. The fasting of Ramadan is there. That's an obligation. That's fixed, stipulated. Allah's making you do it. It's obligated. Like if you don't do it, you're going to be in trouble. But what about fasting out? That was, that's like we fast out of fear because we know that if I don't, I'll be in trouble. What about fasting out of love of Allah? And that will be done when we go out of our way, when it's not obligatory. 
So does that thought ever cross our minds? Like, let me keep a fast today. May Allah give us the tawfiq and understanding. So first of all, clarification of this misunderstanding. Majority of the virtues are related to general fasting and not just for Ramadan. Um, let's go through, through a, a few of the ahadith. One sahabi, Abu Umama radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Murni bi amrin ahudu ank. O Prophet of Allah, give me an instruction regarding a certain action that I can take from you. I want you know, tell me one thing to do. If from all the hundreds of actions that I can carry out, give me one thing that I can hold on to and I can take from you and make this my practice. And the Prophet ﷺ told him, فَقَالَ عَلَيْكَ بِالصَّوْمِ He said, Oh Abu Umama, make sure you become a person that fasts regularly. عَلَيْكَ بِالصَّوْمِ And then he said, فَإِنَّهُ لَا مِثْلَ لَهُ Because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like fasting. You cannot equate fasting to any other good deed because there is nothing like it. It's very unique. I mean, you perform salah, it lasts you five minutes, ten minutes. You do some Quranic recitation, it lasts you half an hour. You may make dhikr for a couple of minutes or even an hour. You give sadaqah and it's over. Fasting is like from morning to evening. It's a state. It's a condition. It's a secret connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which nobody knows about. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, عَلَيْكَ فَإِنَّهُ لَا مِثْلَ لَهُ It does not have a resemblance with any other good. There's nothing like it. It's very, very unique. So that's one hadith. In another hadith, the Prophet said, and that was reported by Imam An-Nasai in his sunnah, and all of these hadith are authentic, by the way. Another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, narrated by Imam al-Bukhari in his sahih, as-siyamu jannah. Fasting is a shield. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on to describe when you go out into battle and you're fighting with the enemy, and you have your sword in one hand and the shield in the other. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, this fast will be a shield and protect you like your shield protects you from your enemies. This shield will protect you, number one, from shaitan and also number two, from the fire of Jahannam. What a great protection. As-siyamu jannah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, fast and this fast will become on the day. This is why... The scholars have mentioned, if you look at the hadith that speaks about when a person is laid in the grave and the punishment comes to attack a person in the grave, this is why the ulama mentioned the Prophet says, Salah comes on your right and fasting comes on your left. And he links it to this hadith of the Prophet This will protect you on the day of judgment. It will protect you in the grave and protect a person on the day of judgment from the fire of Jahannam. So this is yet another hadith. Again in Sahih al-Bukhari, the Prophet has told us, In Jannah there are going to be eight gates. And from amongst these eight gates, one of the gates of Jannah are called Arrayan. And the Prophet said, that the only people that will enter from this gate will be those people who are known as the people who fast. Not Ramadan. Everybody fasts in Ramadan. Asa'imun means those people who regularly fast. Not just in the month of Ramadan. So Ramadan is there anyway. Besides Ramadan, as imagine, 
Imagine on the day of judgment, it will be called out. Where are those people who fasted for the sake of Allah throughout the year? And they will rise and you will see them. They will enter from this gate of Ar-Rayyan. And this is reserved only for the fasting people. And then it says they will have a drink at the gate of this door. Once they drink from here, they will never feel thirsty ever again. Because you underwent thirst for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world. You drink and then never to feel thirsty ever again. May Allah grant us the tawfiq and the, uh, the ability to bring this into our lives practically. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once he addressed the youngsters. And he told them, Ya ma'ashar al-shabab, man istata'a minkum ul-ba'ata falyatazawwaj. Oh youngsters, if you've got the capacity, the capability, and the financial economic muscle to get married, then go and get married. فَإِنَّهُ أَغَدُّ لِلْبَصَرِ Because it will help you lower your gaze. وَأَحْسَنُ لِلْفَرْجِ And it will make you a modest person. But if you can't, financially you're not stable. Or there's anything else that prevents you. You're at the age, you need to get married, but for whatever reason you can't. Until you can't get married, he said, فَعَلَيْكَ بِالصَّوْمِ Continue to keep fast. فَإِنَّهُ لَهُ وِجَاءُ because this fast will help you, it'll protect you, it'll help you to control your desires, that you don't fall into haram, and then you will mess up your life. So again over here we find this is general fasting, not just regarding the holy month of Ramadan. A beautiful hadith we find in Sahih al-Bukhari. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kullu amal ibn Adam lah. Every deed that a person does is for you. You perform salah, you, it's for you. Meaning, there are many meanings. One of the meanings is that you will enjoy praying. People will see you praying. People will know that you're praying. So you'll get a sense of enjoyment as well. All of the other actions you give in sadaqah, you make the hajj, you help somebody. You also derive some kind of pleasure and happiness from this. Illa sawm, except for fasting. Now when you fast, I mean, who, do, who knows that you're fasting? Nobody knows. If somebody is fasting today in this room, who, who knows? Unless you don't put your hand up and say, I am fasting today. Nobody's going to know. So it's, you don't, you don't derive any kind of pleasure in terms of people knowing about it and you becoming popular and uh, people referring to you as, as a fasting person. No. Be and this is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, also, scholars mention that in the past and even today as well, people have worshipped idols, the sun, they worship statues, animals, whatnot. And the way they worship them, people have worshipped them by bowing, like we do in Ruku, by making sajda, prostrating, spending money like we give in charity, succumbulating these idols and statues like we do the tawaf, for example. Every method of worship that we normally have, someone somewhere in the world have worshipped their idols, their gods. But no one has ever fasted for their idols. No one has ever fasted for their false gods. This concept is very unique, Allah says. فَإِنَّهُ لِي Allah says, fasting is just for me. Every other so-called god has been worshipped in many various different ways. But fasting is very unique, Allah says, for me. And I will give the reward for fasting. When it comes to the other good deeds, the angels will distribute the rewards. But when it comes for fasting, because it's so close for me and exclusive for me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I will give the reward for fasting. In the hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, 
For a fasting person, there are two moments of extreme joy. Farhatun inda fitrihi wa farhatun inda liqa'i rabbihi. One extreme joy that you experience is at that time of iftar. You know when you put that date in your mouth and you sip that water, that joy that you experience. You know there are certain non-Muslims in the world that fast. Upon inquiry, they said the only reason we fast is to attain that buzz at the time of iftar. You know you people when you hear your adhan of maghrib and that enjoyment, that sweet, because there's something in there he says, this guy is not even a Muslim because the only reason I fast is because at that time there's, some, there's a sweetness. So the Prophet says, there are two moments of extreme joy for a fasting person. One is at the time of iftar and number two, one is when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah will reward you and show you what you got for this fast, that joy will be extreme. Words cannot describe. Again, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith of Sahih Bukhari, la khalufu famis sa'im, atiyabu indallahi min rihil misk, the odor that emits from the mouth of a fasting person due to the stomach being empty is more beloved, more fragrant in the sight of Allah than the fragrant of musk. Again, this is a hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu says, thalathun, there are three types of du'as which are never rejected. Three people, whenever they lift their hands and make any du'a, definitely accepted. Number one, da'watul walid, the du'a of the parents. Parents making du'a for children, always accepted. Number two, da'watul sa'im, a fasting person. He doesn't say Ramadan, he says da'watul sa'im. Anytime you fast, and any time of the day, not just suhoor or iftar, any time of the day in the state of fasting, you lift your hands and make dua, guaranteed acceptance. And da'watul musafir, a person that is a traveler. Again, this has been narrated by Imam al-Bayhiqi in his compilation of hadith. We find on the day of judgment, there will be certain interceders and they will intercede for individuals the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we know will intercede but fasting itself is going to intercede for certain people it will fast allah will give fast a form on the day of judgment and the fast will plead to allah and say ay rabbi oh my lord manatuhu Oh Allah, I prevented this person from eating, from drinking, from fulfilling his or her desires throughout the day. Therefore, fashafi'ni fihi. Oh Allah, accept my intercession in regards to this person. And Allah says that the fast is such that its intercession will definitely be accepted. It's going to plead to Allah on your behalf. Every single fast that you keep, I'm not just speaking about Ramadan, throughout the year, any day you fast, that will become a means of you guaranteeing your paradise because your fast is going to intercede for you on the day of judgment. So these are many ahadith. Now, let's try and... Th those were virtues. Let's now bring this to a realistic plan. So we've, we've found an area of development that is fasting. We've analyzed our current situation and that is we fast in Ramadan and maybe now and again, but not generally. We've realized the root cause of why we don't fast. 
Now let's come to a solution. The solution is we need to start fasting. It's very simple. Not just in the Ramadan, out of Ramadan. So first of all, as we approach the holy month of Ramadan, this year, let's approach it with this frame, work in our mind, with, with this mind frame, sorry, that this year I'm going to fast to fast. This year I'm going to fast Ramadan so I can continue fasting throughout the year. Everyone's making this intention, inshallah. Now that's not enough. That's making, that's finding a solution. Now we need to put it into motion. We need to put it into practice. Now let's listen to the next hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Man sama thalathat ayyamin fi shahri, faqad sama dhara kulla." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Whoever fasts for three days." every month three days every month it's as if you fasted for your entire life imagine eating drinking throughout the day but getting the reward of fasting the prophet has said whoever fasts for three days every month it's general any three days every month is as if you fasted for the, your whole life imagine on the day of judgment standing in the court of allah and you get the reward of fasting for your whole life, whereas you didn't fast for your whole life. And then the Prophet ﷺ went on to say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke the truth in his holy book. What did he say? Man Whoever brings one good deed on the day of judgment, Allah will multiply it by ten. If you fast for three days every month, what happens? If I fast for three days in Sha'ban, Allah will multiply each fast by 10. How many is that? 30. So that's Sha'ban. Ramadan, we're going to fast. And then Shawwal, again, if I fast for three days, 30. Imagine doing that every single month, three days, any three days every month, at the end of the year, you will have the reward of fasting for the whole year. If we bring this into our lives, then... What happens on the day of judgment when you and I stand in the court of Allah? It will be, will be amongst those people who fast. And this is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying. Hadith of Sunan al-Nasai. It's authentic. Man sama thalatha ayyamin fi kulli shahrin. Faqad sama dahra kullah. It's as if you have fasted for your entire life. Now, before we go on to this, I just want to mention now another hadith where we find motivation to fast and Ramadan is around the corner as well I'm going to share with you a practice of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it's from the Sunan of Imam Abu Dawud Rahmatullah Alayhi it's a beautiful dua the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we find in the hadith that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam this is the dua after breaking the fast generally we read the dua before breaking the fast no the dua is to be recited after breaking the fast not before Dua after breaking the fast. So you have your date, you drink your water, then you read the dua. What is the dua? The, this is the most authentic and correct dua at the time after breaking the fast is this. Reported by Imam Abu Dawood in his sunan. Very easy, just three little statements. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. 
One more time. ذهب الظمأ وبتلت العروق وثبت الأجر إن شاء الله. We're going to fast right in the month of Ramadan. We need to read this dua. This is a sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He would say, after you eat your date, you drink your water, then you say this: ذهب الظمأ. The thirst has gone. What's he saying? ذهب الظمأ. The thirst. He didn't say the hunger has gone. Be honest. When we fast, do we feel more hungry or thirsty? Especially in Arabia, where they used to fast, and even here as well. And it just so happened, Ramadan comes and it gets really hot. So we feel more thirsty. The first thing you say, The thirst has gone. The veins have moistened. The veins are the ones that carry the blood and the nutrients to the rest of the body. Not just the water, even the food that you eat. If the veins have dried up, then it's going to cause you problems. So you're saying, Thirst has gone. The veins have moistened. And the reward has been confirmed with the will of Allah. Now some scholars mention why insha'Allah, because it's confirmed. We're not saying, in, we say insha'Allah generally when we, if Allah wills. Is it, what, what about this, the reward for fasting? Is it only if Allah wills? Majority of the hadith scholars have mentioned, over here we are saying insha'Allah for barakah. To bring Allah's name. Because in any dua, normally you will find Allahumma. You will find Rabbana. You will find Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum. You will find Ya Rabbi. You will find the name of Allah. In this dua, you don't find the name of Allah. So at the end, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, ذَهَبَ الظَّمَأُ وَابْتَلَّتِ الْعُرُوقُ وَثَبَتَ الْأَجْرُ Allah, Because the reward is definite. It's like when we go to the graveyard. What do we say? Assalamu alaikum ya ahla diyar min al-mu'mineen wal-muslimin. We say salam to the people of the grave. Insha'Allah, we will also join you. Is it insha'Allah if Allah will, will join you or we're definitely going to join them? Of course, we're definitely going to join them. Like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and sahaba being told in the Quran, Insha'Allah, They were, Of course, they were going to conquer Makkatul Mukarramah and enter into Masjid al-Haram. This attaching the name of Allah over here on this occasion is to bring the barakah because the barakah is in the name of Allah. That is what changes everything. And the most important thing about this dua is, you read it after you break your fast. The reward is confirmed. This is a motivation telling you, your tiredness, your hunger, do you still feel hungry when you've broken that fast? You're telling yourself, the hunger's gone, the thirst is gone, the tiredness is gone, the difficulty is gone, but the reward has remained. And this is the amazing thing about carrying out good deeds. That it's, it's a little bit of sacrifice. And when, when it comes to it, you don't even remember. Do, last Ramadan we fasted, right? Do we still feel the hunger? Do we still feel the thirst? When we stood in Qiyam in Tarawih, do we still feel our legs aching? No, it's short-lived. So this is an encouragement to push you further that yes, I want to fast again. I want to do it again and again because the difficulty is very short-lived, but the reward is everlasting. So everybody will read this dua inshallah. I will ask them to add it to the description of the YouTube inshallah so you can take the uh, reference from there. So coming back to what we discussed, the Prophet wasallam said, whoever fasts for three days every month, it will be as if you are fasted for your entire lifetime. Now let's bring this into motion. Let's bring this into practice. Why? The, the way to do this is very easy. Now the hadith is general. You can fast any three days 
of the month, Islamic month I'm talking about, any three days, you can, and they don't have to be together. You can fast on the 1st, you can fast on the 20th, you can fast on the 26th. You could do that. Or you could do the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, you can keep them together. However, the best days, the best days to fast would be the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th of every month. These are known as the white days because the moon is at its fullest on the 13th, 14th, and the 15th, the ayam of al-bid, the white days. And this was a practice of the Prophet ﷺ to fast on the 13th and the 14th and the 15th of every single month. And if you fast any three days, you don't have to do 13, 14, 15, you could do any. But if you do this, you get the reward of fasting for the whole month. And if you do this every month, you get the reward of fasting for the whole year. And if we keep this up, we will get the reward of fasting for our whole entire lives. Now remember, this talk is not just about talking. If we, we don't just talk the talk, we need to walk the walk. So now who's going to join me on this most blessed day in this most holy masjid and the house of Allah in this blessed month of Sha'ban at the auspicious time of Jummah, who's going to join me inshallah in starting this off? Because tomorrow, tomorrow is the 13th of Sha'ban and then Saturday, Sunday is the 14th of Sha'ban and then Monday is the 15th of Sha'ban. So we have so many virtues here collective. Number one, fasting for three days is a sunnah. Number two, fasting on 13th, 14th, 15th is another sunnah. Number three, the Prophet ﷺ fasted most of the month of Sha'ban. So that's a sunnah. Number four, fasting on the 15th. There are narrations in regards to fasting on the 15th. And then fasting on a Monday is also a sunnah as well. So, so many sunnah have come together. And this will be an amazing preparation for the holy month of Ramadan. If you and I feel that up until now we haven't prepared for Ramadan, this is the opportunity. Don't let this go. This is the opportunity. You've heard the rewards. You've heard the virtues. You know what the significance is. I am inshallah making the intention. I'm standing up first and making this intention in, in the presence of all of you in the house of Allah, that inshallah, inshallah, I'm going to try and, and make this intention to fast tomorrow, the day after, and the day after. Who's going to join me, inshallah? Stand in your place and show your intention to Allah. Stand up, inshallah, those who are making this intention. Let us revive this sunnah of the Prophet Let us set a precedent. Why are people not fasting? Because nobody's fasting around them. Let us make this environment. You stand and stay standing in your place, inshallah. Because if because of you, your family, your friends, your community, your work colleagues start fasting, you'll get that reward as well. It's about creating an environment. We don't fast because we, we, it's unknown to us. In some communities, every Monday and Thursday, they are fasting. 13, 14, and the 15th of the month, they are fasting. We unfortunately haven't created this environment. Who's making the intention, inshallah? Let's have some more. Let's have some more, inshallah. 13th, 14th, 15th, ideal opportunity to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, prepare for the holy month of Ramadan. Let's have a few more, inshallah. These are very blessed moments. MashaAllah, may Allah accept you. Let's have a few more. Few more inshallah and then we'll conclude. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, we're still having more. May Allah accept, may Allah accept. A couple more inshallah. Let's have a couple more. 
we've nearly reached the whole masjid, alhamdulillah, from what I can see. Also, sisters, brothers, or anybody else listening at home, you also make this intention, inshallah, share it with your family members. A great sunnah that we can revive. It will be a turning point in our lives, inshallah. This Ramadan, let us keep our fast with the intention that we're not going to end our fasting. We're going to continue fasting. So those of you who are standing up now, another question to you. Are you just going to keep 13, 14, 15 this month? Or are you going to do it every month, inshallah? Every month. I can't hear the inshallah. Louder, please. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.